I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. You know, we went into the game wanting to make them drive, get them off the three-point line. We didn't do that. So when you let Guy and Jerome shoot those shots, they're going to make them. And we just did a very poor job of getting them off the line, and they took advantage of it. Jerome hurt us in the high post. He's the guy that hurt us in the high post. We actually did a good job in Hunter in the high post. He did not hurt us in the high post, which he has the last two years, the last, the last two games last year. Uh, we actually did a good job on him in the high post. We let him get outside, and our forwards weren't active. Um, we got screened a few times, and, you know, we just we just didn't play any defense. Really, our three-point defense was bad the whole game. Um, Tyus got his opportunities. He got to the spot where he can make shots, and, you know, he just you know he just couldn't get it in. When he doesn't score for us, that's an issue. That's, a, that's an issue. I think that, uh, you know, O'Shea's had trouble scoring, shooting. He just he can't make shots. You know, so you don't have to play him out there, play him for the drive. And, uh, you know, he's just, he has struggled shooting the ball from day one, really, this year. Play the the one, what, one, two, five teams in the country in 10 days. We're not that, we're not as good as they are. You know, that's the bottom line. We played pretty well against Duke, really well at North Carolina. We hit a good first day. We're not better than these teams. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, as always, please subscribe. And the universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a platform. Well, uh, the Orange could not handle the onslaught of a 54-point scoring differential from three uh, against UVA. They hit 18 three-point shots. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in the fan feedback. And Syracuse closes out the regular season against Clemson, South Carolina, Saturday, March 9th at noon. Uh, We'll give you our thoughts. Well, it wasn't actually a 54-point differential from three, but um, 54 points scored from three. Anyway. Uh, they couldn't overcome it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so, um, 
But first, before we get into all the, the, the fun that we're used to, we're going to hear from Tix Blitz. Now, if you don't know already, Tix Blitz is the official ticket provider for the Armchair Media Network. And unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in all the extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code Armchair at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X. B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Ticks blitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Well, uh, real quick. I did. I always ask for your thoughts on the game. After every game. Go there. Facebook and Twitter. Accuse Militia. Give us your thoughts. But I did ask for your thoughts on another game. I would like you, if you haven't, to go there and do that. We're putting something together. The 10th anniversary of the 6th overtime game against UConn is coming up. A week from today, which is Tuesday, so next Tuesday the 12th, I believe, is the 10-year uh, anniversary of that. So go to go to, go to the socials if you haven't already seen that. And if you remember where you were or what you were doing, because I remember exactly what I was doing, and I'll tell my story. It's short and sweet. But I remember, th- it's like those games like that you remember, like the national championship game and, you know, a bunch of others. But um, go there if you haven't already and, and uh, leave your – do you have a story, Joe? Do you remember your story? Uh, it's not too. It's, it's not, not really a good one. I had my, to work the next day, and I was sitting on my couch, kind of just hoping well, it would end. Well, don't tell it. Well, don't tell it. Save it. It's pretty pathetic. So it's yeah. a pretty pathetic one, man. Go figure. Not, Go figure, folks. Go figure. It's not great. I wasn't doing anything special. <laughs> I know. Well, I guess we weren't <laughs> expecting a special night, but it ended up being. But there are some really good. Stories, and we're going to get into that. But anyway, the Orange fell to 19-11, and 10-7 in ACC after a clinic from behind the arc by UVA. Uh, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it, and UVA was feeling it. There's times when you think a team can't stay hot like that the whole game, unless they're playing Syracuse. At least that's the way I feel. Uh, I remember Justin Robinson went 9 for 13 earlier this year. He set a couple personal records, I believe. I think he set a school record, too. I can't remember. But um, I know he set a personal record. And it was Kyle Guy this time hitting 8 of 18 from distance. And just to rub salt in the wound, Virginia set a record for the most three-pointers ever hit in the carrier. No, he went 8 of 10. 8 of 10. I'm sorry. Yes, 8 of 10. Um uh, they set a record for the most three-pointers ever hit in the Carrier Dome with 18. That's what I was looking at. And also mm-hmm. for a three-point shooting percentage by a visitor at 72%, Syracuse led at the half, as they have done the past few games in these types of situations, 34-32, to 32, despite Virginia going 8-for-12 from three in the first half. And maybe you thought to yourself, this, sh- this shooting won't last, because that's what I was thinking. I know that's what Joe was thinking. But... <laughs> yeah. It did, and uh, maybe you thought that you know we were shooting good enough to keep up with them, but just the opposite would happen. <laughs> <Got better. laughs> the Orange would go seven for twenty-six, only scoring nineteen points in the second half to UVA's forty-seven, and the Cavs would go ten for thirteen from behind the arc. UVA started off the half uh, early with an eleven-zero run that turned into a twenty-seven-three run. If you combine Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia, where Syracuse has led at halftime, Syracuse has actually been outscored one hundred and forty. To 89 just in the second half. So mm. uh, brutal. The battle, Hughes and Bayheim, they all finished with 11 points each. Uh, we were all hoping for a big night for our seniors, Howard and Chuku. Pascal did I, what I think he needed to do to make a difference. Maybe my expectations are low. I don't know. But eight points, eight rebounds, two steals, and three blocks. And I just wish it were different, especially on senior night for uh, Frank Howard 
And um, on the other hand, he was kind of flat. He only hit two buckets, both from three. He didn't make much else. Just a non-factor. Brissett, also a non-factor. As um, Well, maybe he was lucky enough to even be playing in the game after swinging an elbow. Uh, that, <laughs> ca- that case could be made. Six points, eight rebounds. He is 21 of 65, 32.3% over the last six games. He is two for 16 from three in those six games, and he is 0 for 10 in the last four games from behind the mm. arc. I mean, it's March. It's time to get it together. Uh, albeit was a number two team in the nation, and, and Virginia's hitting the stride right at the right time. Um, All right. But Syracuse looked vulnerable, and, and you know, I believe, in my opinion, especially as far as confidence goes and morale, they definitely took a step back, Joe. Yeah, uh, you'd like to think that, but honestly, uh, the way that they played all year, you just they bounce back. They haven't thought about it. Uh, number two team, like you said, they've got a great defense, and uh, they just poured it on. Not too many teams can uh, – can beat us the way that they did, the way they used Ty Jerome. I mean, the guy shot very high percentage. He had 14 assists. And, uh, yeah, they just they had three guys. That, yeah, 14 assists. That killed us, too. Yeah. I mean, so you had, you had three guys, most likely. Well, I don't know if Kyle Guy, I don't know about his size, but if he can shoot, then I, mean, I know the other two are going to the NBA. I mean, you got NBA guys out there, and they just made shots at, at a rate that we haven't that you don't see too often. And obviously, because you said like we haven't seen in the dome. So it's to me, it's just one of those things where you got to kind of just again, just like the other ones, just take the good from it and, and just try to learn. You know, I, I just don't think that there's too many teams that have the, uh, the roster and the capability to do some of the things that they, they did last night to beat us. And, um, uh, Oh, well, they haven't shot like that all. That was their best shooting night all year. I mean, well, if, yeah, I mean, that's that's a ridiculous shooting night. That's why. That's what I mean. That, that's like a one-off type thing. Yeah, I mean, an, when, when another team, anomaly. When a team right, shoots, Joe? right? When a team, I mean, Justin Justin Robinson, it was just him. Right, I know. Right. You know, yeah. but and we just didn't score. Right. This time around, we actually, I thought, I played a really good first half. Other than the fact that they just shot really good from three-point uh, land. So, like what you said, I, I thought you know, that it was you know they can't keep this up and. We already had the lead, you know. We we had, I think, six or seven offensive rebounds, and it just seemed like there's this great effort out there. We were moving the ball around, and we were we were, you know, scoring points. Just like Beheim said, it wasn't like we were shooting a good percentage, but we were getting, you know, the offensive rebounds and creating turnovers. Yeah, yeah the turnovers. Eight. eight in the first half. Eight in the first half. They only averaged nine or ten, like nine and a half a game or something. Nine and like a half that. a so, game, and, and Syracuse ended up with ten. So right. UVA well, took Virginia really good came out. The- they came out and they took care of the ball and they stepped yeah. up their defense and they did kind of put it on step Syracuse. Up though, or, or, or did maybe, you know, we've talked about how the, the poor shooting trickles down into our defense and it's just like, a, a, you know, it starts a slow collapse. Well, when you're, when you're in the second half and a team just isn't missing and they just go off and take a huge lead. Every, you know, every a lot person. of time, yeah, a lot like you said, almost everything about the, that game now changes. Right. You know the pace, you know the sense of urgency, the things that you want to try to do, and just you just always you want to make it up so fast. Making the most uh, out of your possessions, trying to not yeah. take bad shots, and in yeah. panic mode, and, and some of that goes out the door. Exactly. Exactly. So, and so they 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 weren't taking good shots, and it was sloppy, and you could tell it was rushed, and they were making mistakes. And it's just not in their wheelhouse to 
have to deal with an onslaught like that. Though right. they have and done pretty good job. They've have done a good job. And it just that one just got away, man. That well, yeah, it just got away because of our second half shooting. Uh, we, I mean, we ended up shooting what thirty three percent overall, thirty two percent from the three three yep. three point land. So, I mean, it's we just those percentages with what they pulled off. I mean, that's just there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Three you know, only I mean, three guys hit threes too, by the way. And if you take away Joe, like you like you said earlier, if you rework the math, you take away the one three that a walk on shot. They actually shot seventy five percent, not seventy two. Yeah. Seventy two officially, but, right? But but really, what they did is they went uh, eighteen for twenty four, seventy five percent. So right, um, it's just one of those things that just a, a really good team. You don't know if and there's probably a bunch of things that you can. I mean, these last three games with Duke and North Carolina and Virginia, the way that we've played in the first half, and then the way we've came out and played in the second half. I think that there's just a bunch of different things. Each game was a little bit different, but. Between the refs and between you know yeah. coaching adjustments and between just I think which is most of it is just the fact that more talented teams stepped up and played a little bit better than us. So um, um, there was a bunch of different things, but I, I like the way that we played in the first half of some of those games. And if anything, I hope that we can maybe get a chance at, at one of them, maybe in the ACC tournament or something, and maybe prove that we've gotten a little bit better. Um, yeah, maybe one of them. <laughs> I don't, if I had to choose one, honestly, I would choose UNC. And only because I don't want to see Virginia again anytime soon. I got to be honest. I, I don't. There was some yeah. talk on Twitter about that. But, um, you know, Duke, we've already played twice. I don't need that, that kind of that – kind of, I don't need <laughs> I don't my need, blood pressure. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, and I'm good. So um, UNC I would take. But, uh, you know, the whole Brissett thing, Joe, should Brissett – have been even playing after that flagrant one was called on him. Your opinion. Just your opinion. Uh, well, you mean like should he have gotten the Should he have gotten the flagrant two and been ejected from the game? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was the right call. I know that's going to be really controversial because of the way that he made it look, obviously. He made but it look really bad. It, yeah, yeah, he made it look really bad, but uh, I think you really you kind of just got to judge it by what kind of contact it created and, and stuff like that. Because as fast as he did do that, and maybe as, it was out of aggression, in my opinion, he was frustrated. Uh, oh yeah, it was frustration and aggression. But at the end of the day, you can only judge it by the what, what the outcome the, um, was. What, what the outcome was exactly. Right. So as much as it looked, it looked really bad, but he didn't really catch him square, and it could have been a lot worse if he did catch him square. Then Thankfully, he didn't because he would have could have broke his nose. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that if he would have caught him square, then O'Shea said he might. I mean, I don't want to say looking maybe at a suspension or something, but that would have done some damage to to, to, to Jerome. So yeah, um, I, I think that it was the right call. But again, that just tells me that just tells you like what we talk about with that rule. Uh, you know, people getting hit to the face. You know that it's different refs call that differently. Right. So. You know, like I told you, uh, it, it's one of those things against Duke. I think the present one should have been looked at. And, again, that's just yeah, something I else. Because that wasn't something that the ref caught. It right. was basically based on Ty Jerome's reaction after the play. Right. Well, Brissett was on the ground holding his head after that play. So, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. They, exactly. They, they, it needs to be black and white. And they need to fix right. it. Yeah. And I agree. I, I agree that they should have looked at that with the whole Ty Jerome and Brissett thing. Again, oh, yeah. Against UVA. I think they should have. But what they should have mm-hmm. also done is blow the whistle about 
I mean, six sec, five, six seconds earlier. And I know you said, well, they're judging by his reaction. I know, but you know, I, it was just the, you know, like the, the refs are out there they're supposed to be watching what's going on. There's supposed to be an eye on someone all the time. So no, it's not as easy. I, I, mean, I know, I know, but you got you got that that happened. Two, it, three it, refs. So. I, I understand, but you got that that happened. You got Ty Drum holding his face. Then the game against Duke, Brissett was on the ground holding his head. So I don't know. They it needs to be black or white. That's what I, yeah. that's what I can say about that. So yeah. Um. All right. Well. I'm good. You want to hear from the fans? Yeah, hear? yeah. Let's listen to them. Let's All listen right. to them. Let's see what they got to say. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. Y'all know where to go at Q's Militia on Facebook and Twitter. And I propose a question at the end of every game. And what you need to do is you need to go there. You need to find that post. And you need to give us your thoughts. So... Let's see. There was a there was a good amount. I try to keep it. There's a couple that were, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know. I was going to put them in. I'm like, you know, maybe I better not. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Brandon, Brandon on Facebook, I believe it says, yes. Brandon on Facebook says, uh, we played another great first half. Then Howard showed up and Battle showed why he has fallen off every draft board. Joe, I am not afraid to say. That I don't pay attention to draft boards. I don't care. I pay no attention to the NBA. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't find the NBA entertaining. What do you know about battle and draft boards? Not a damn thing. <laughs> That's I'm kind of the same kind of the same way with you when it comes to like. I mean, I watch the NBA draft and I pay attention like right when it gets really close. Same thing with the NFL draft. But when it comes to mock drafts and stuff that I mean, when you're talking about draft boards, when the, the other the college season's still going on. I don't pay attention to it. So okay, well, let's he, do this. He could be. He could be right. He could be right. He could be. Um, I think Brandon pays attention to that stuff. I think he does. Um, yeah, I, I think so too. I I don't pay attention. I hope to he that does stuff. making making comments like that. I hope he does. right, right. That's why I was asking you if you knew because I didn't bother to look it up. I actually thought you might know. But all right, well, let's do this. Buy, sell, hold. Uh, Tyus Battle is going to the NBA after the season. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to because I don't think he has nothing else to prove. I think he's going to graduate after this year, so I'm buying it. Uh, even though I don't know if necessarily this year, I mean, it's still, still to be determined. I think he's going to have to make a nice little run in the, in the NCAA tournament or something like that to kind of help. I think his per- percentages has gone up a little bit uh, compared to last year, he's, but he's up to 16th on the all-time uh, scoring leader board. At yeah, yeah, he is, but that kind of stuff really doesn't matter when it comes I, I, to getting I know, drafted. I'm just saying, so, it's, it's uh, his, he has a lot of big games, and then he has a lot of like just you know kind of flat, very ba- very mundane games. But he has yeah. big games, well, and it boosts it, it boosts that up there, that set up there a lot. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see his his stock being any different than what it was last year. Yeah, kind of. Uh, that's kind of what I think. That's why I was going to hold on that, to be honest with you. And a lot of it, well, and a lot of it comes down to just again, there's a lot more in the season. But uh, I mean, I'm gonna you're gonna hold on him going to the NBA. Really? I'm gonna hold because I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Like you said, I don't know if there's a ton of difference from him last year to this year. The inconsistency with him is just, and I know they covered, look, um, Tony Bennett's game plan last night, especially coming out of the locker room, was you got to hand it to that guy. 
Like, really, what he did to battle last night in both halves, really. Well, I mean, what he did to battle in his, yeah. his adjustment in the second half on offense, putting Ty Drome at the free throw line, I think those are two things that, uh, I mean, granted, well, not every team has the personnel to pull that off, but, you know, you have to make the call when you have it, and yeah, he did. exactly. So. He made a brilliant decision, and he did. And, and the guy's smart. We all know that. There's no denying it. Um, five for yeah, 19, Good coach. Though. I respect him. Yeah, five for 19, though, battle. Last night, yeah, he's just inconsistent, and we've talked about Battle being able to make those shots um, with with the contested shots, the shots where his legs are all whacked out, all to the side and whatnot. Right, right, he right, makes right, those right. a lot. Last night, that was not happening. Inconsistency. All right. Yeah, well, was the, last night was a lot of was the first time where I've seen his shots get blocked like that too. So yeah, um, yeah, to, uh, give it up to Hunter. Hunter's definitely he's an NBA player. He's his stock's higher than Battles. I tell you that and. Again, when it comes to the inconsistency, like you said, that's one of the biggest things in the NBA because you have to do things to be able to, you know, stick out in the NBA. Uh, and one of the things is consistency. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bench players you see that just kind of bounce back and forth with bench players and players that don't get any minutes. And, you know, you just – the people that play solid minutes in the NBA, they're consistent. Right. So – um, and there's just a ton of talent, too. There's a lot to compete with. Jason yeah, says, yeah. We, we can't stop good shooting teams. If we don't score shot for shot, we don't win. And, I mean, it's been a few times this year. There's been a couple times this year where they've actually teams have actually cooled off. And it's just so – it's just it's like you never know. And you never know. And we've talked about it all year where we just don't know what Syracuse team we're going to get. Maybe they can go off. But that's what happened in the first half. They were they – were, the turnovers that they were creating and the rebounds that they were grabbing, they led, they led uh, the battle of the boards in the first half and obviously creating eight turnovers and getting yeah. those points. That's how they were able to, to hold off the onslaught. Uh, eight for 12 from three by UVA. And they were able to hold that off. But just – just, just they could just not miss. I mean, it well, and and let's be honest. When you look at the talent level and the fact that you're talking about the, the three teams that played in the top five and have lost our last three losses, uh, the talent they just they have better talent than us. Yeah. It's just the matter of fact, and they're more consistent than us. And the way that the the uh, basketball landscape has changed with the three point shot and everybody, you know, putting it up. You got big guys shooting, you know, putting it up. I mean, centers in the NBA got to be able to shoot threes now. And, uh, yeah, that's it's the just, game. you know, yeah. they keep, they keep going farther and farther back and making <laughs> them deeper. I, I mean, it gets to the point to where like, especially this year, a good example is the, the, the players, the way our team is, is when we play a really good team or it's, you know, top 15 team, something like that. Uh, they got, if, if they have the talent and if a player goes off, then, they, are, they can beat us themselves. Right. Exactly. When you look at Virginia well, they, Tech, Justin Robinson. When you look at North Carolina, Kobe uh, White. When we played Duke, R.J. Barrett. Well, look. just Last night scoring, with all those three guys. Scoring. Just, Ty Jerome, um, DeAndre Hunter, and Kyle Guy scored 54 points. We scored as a yeah. team 53. Yeah. So, there yeah. Um, uh, Joe on Facebook says, nothing you can do when a team shoots with flame in their palms. Never seen a team shoot like that. Neither have I. When it went nope. up, when it went up, I knew it was going in. Even I got used to it. I mean, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? You, that's why, like I said, that's and that's what I was trying to explain. That's why I wasn't even mad. Like, when, yeah, like was. you said, I when you when you have a team like that, like I said, we I, have good good first half, good showing, but 
and that happens, like what do you yeah. like you said? What do you what do you do? You they made ten of twelve three pointers in the second half of starters. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do. Right. Uh, Paul says giving up eighteen long balls is utterly unacceptable. That said, props to Virginia for being able to hit that many shots from deep, and they weren't just deep. They some of those shots were deep. See the yeah. difference? Deep. 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 <laughs> they and some of them were contested. Kyle Guy had a couple coming off yeah. of screens or, you know, catching, shooting. And, yeah, they were just – they were out to prove something last night, man. Yeah, That's for sure. Uh, apparently. Uh, Peter says, no match. Very tough to beat Virginia in his own defense. And Syracuse cannot adapt to anything else better. Hope they get win 20 or made, made be, uh, maybe an NI team – NIT team, de- depending on how much they look at the win over Duke, they have a lot of very bad losses. Sorry, there's no punctuation there, Peter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, there's not. You guys can go back and look at it. Um, so I thought I had it for a second. I was adding my own punctuation. But, of course, once a, once an episode, you guys get the bumbling Sean, and I'll butcher something. So, you know, you're welcome. So well, yeah. he says, he's, he, yeah, he says um, Syracuse can't adapt, and they have, they haven't been great at at um, at adjustments. Haven't been great, I would say. They have done it, but they haven't been great. And yeah. uh, the NIT team, depending on how much they look at the win over Duke, um, they have a lot happen. of very bad losses. That's not true, Peter. They have one bad loss. Okay, and. NIT, I'm not even thinking about NIT right now. We're not even going there, are we, Joe? We going? No, there? no, no. We're not going there. No. And I mean, based upon the what I've seen around the uh, the interweb, mm-hmm. the uh, we're. I mean, I don't even know if if we lose the last two games, I still think we're in. Honestly, I from everything I see, I can't see us falling back that far, barring just a bunch of teams that shouldn't win their conferences that do. Yeah. Their conference tournaments. That's really the only way. And that would, and I still don't think that we're losing every game. So. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, I'm just over the NIT talk right now. If anybody, there wasn't anybody actually it, went and checked some bit. things out and you pay it. I mean, if you went to the check out, not even just Joe Lenardi. I mean, I, like I said before, I've, I've said it in bracket, bracket matrix, um, com. They have like the top, like 110 different websites, and they average all the websites out. So what seed that you are in every single one? I mean, we're in the tournament in 110 of all every single one of those um, websites. So, and you look at Ken Palm; he's got us uh, ranked 35th. I don't, I don't know 100% know where we are in the net right now, but um, I mean, everywhere you look, we're still in. No, not even really close to the NIT right now. So uh, I mean, they're not even talking. Not even talking about us in the bubble. So Syracuse is forty second in the in the net right now. Um, nice. At Bilski forty four, one of those games, second half, they have to move on and get ready for Clemson. As soon as fan feedbacks over, Ted, we are going to all move on and get ready for Clemson because I can't handle it. Because as someone that lives in Virginia, and I have gotten hit from every angle possible from all the big college basketball fan bases that center around Virginia while being Virginia, UVA, Virginia Tech, and then the UNCs and the Dukes around here. Those are the four big, the big four. Around this area, Yo, and you had to work, and you had to deal with the old Dominion. 
Oh, and I had to deal with Old Dominion. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's been a raw. It's been a brutal year for me. So, uh, <laughs> so UVA winning the way they did last night and getting to celebrate like that in the dome, it really rubbed me the wrong way. To to be to say yeah, it, to did. say it nicely. Yeah, it did. You you know just you to let everybody to out there know. I talked to him last night, and he is not lying. <laughs> he is he is not lying. It's a good thing we don't do a live show immediately after. Because, yeah, I would I would say that, yes. Right? Especially I mean, considering last night, yeah, 100%. Yeah, plus I had a bad day. But anyway, at Doug Vaughn fan from Twitter, he says they won't shoot that way ever again in their lives. Well, they haven't yet. So uh, I can I highly – I would agree, Doug Vaughn fan. Yeah. Uh, still tough to beat them. <laughs> if they play again, it'll be closer. I don't know what I just watched. Um, at Drew Accuse responds to him, says, I kind of hope they meet up in ACC tourney, kind of. And I said – I responded to at Drew Cuse. I said, I think I'm good on that. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't care if it's closer. I don't I don't want to take the chance of it not being closer. I don't want to. No. No, thank no, you. No, I'll tell you what. The only way I'd be cool with it is if it was in the ACC championship. Ah, How about that? Fair enough. How about that? How about that? Um, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. I don't know. I'm good, though. Just think, I think about the teams. Think about the teams and the wins in our seed. And our strength of schedule and all those numbers and everything that would, if getting to that point, if we did make the ACC, you know, so that's the only reason I say that. Well, if we were to go on a, if we were to go on a run and make the ACC tournament yeah. championship, then I wouldn't care who we played. Yeah. Well, you know, or how bad the outcome was. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, if you made that run, it would be something special. But, um, you know, I'm not saying we can't. All I'm saying is, is that Syracuse has won one singular. ACC <laughs> tournament yeah. game. Oh, I know. So, I understand. So it's a brutal conference. Look, I'm not saying it's probable. Oh, I know. I'm just giving my scenario of if I'm okay you're with a, playing yeah, you're Virginia. In, you're in uh, yeah, your own little thing. That's fine. Just at whatever, to- man. <laughs> at Tony Staffieri, uh, this team is going to be hard to trust in the NCAA tournament given the last two defensive performances against top five teams. Well, I will say this, Tony, that I worry less – about teams that are not in our conference when we when we play them in the NCAA tournament, I just don't think it's as it's as um, they. I don't think they can acclimate as well to the zone. You saw what Virginia had last night. They were they struggled. They turned the ball over eight times. This is a team that's familiar with us. They were able to. They had a game plan. They had a they had a plan B. Okay. Yeah. And it worked. There's it not going to be a lot of teams that can have a plan B. It's going to be plan no, A. No, not if, that one. That, well, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not that one. But even plan A, if plan A doesn't work, these teams that are not used to seeing that zone that do not play us out-of-conference teams in the tournament, it's going to be – I think we have – we hold an edge in that. I just would like to yeah. think that, right? I think I think that it's kind of proven. I mean, look at the, the runs that we've been able to pull off in uh, the recent years. And that's just kind of the way that I look at it. Uh, the last couple times we made runs in the tournament, I mean, how confident were you? How confident were you in the team last year that got in a playing game? You know, yeah. I was nervous. Oh, They're yeah. the same type of team, and yeah. look what we did. So, again, uh, all you really can do now at this point and what the whole <clears throat> regular season is is getting to the tournament and, and creating a resume to get you the best, you know, the best spot in the tournament. Um, so. Here we go. We're um, on the eight, eight, eight or nine line right now, and uh, 
all we can really do is hope to win a couple games here or see what yeah, happens man. and see you where know, we end up. This is the best time of the year. We'll see what happens. It's a brutal loss. It sucks. We got we got kind of embarrassed. Yeah. It is what it is. What are you going to do? The, we got Yeah, the the small mid-major conferences have already started their tournaments too. So Yeah. So, you know, um best time of the year. I I'm just noticing this, so I got to give a shout out to at @pstt at @psjtg5. Okay? He's got a Raider Nation um caricature whatever profile picture so shout out to him he said lights out they sucked but that's fine i see joe's got his new york giants head on yes i do i figured i'd I'd shout that out Saquon at shay ken underscore something i don't know i cut it off and i apologize uh these are screenshots i get these from good uh not much you can do with a shooting performance like that however they gave up when they got down, had chances, turned the ball over, and continually got stagnant on offense. Some blame, some blame needs to go on the coach. Okay, so they, I don't think they gave up. I think what happened is, is they got desperate, and they were sloppy, and giving up to me is effort. They were making their way up and down the court, so yeah. I would say the effort mm-hmm. was there. But I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was right? giving up. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're giving up, you're lazy down the court, and they weren't. They weren't doing that. But I get his point, though. It was just sloppy. Uh, some blame needs to go on the coach. Absolutely. I think coach would tell you that some of the blame needs to go on him. Uh, they did have no adjustments because they were playing okay ball, and they just, you know, they just had what they had, and they were dealing with it. Basically, that's yeah. kind of how the year has gone. Basically, yeah. pretty much. Right. Well, I think they got. Hit. Yeah. Well, I think you got hit with one of those things where it kind of didn't matter. On defense, I mean, they they had that Ty Jerome at the free throw line, and that was literally kind of like the best option. And it like it just seemed like in the second half everything was working, so it really didn't matter. Uh, they didn't really find a solution to what Virginia was doing. And again, sometimes that's just like personnel and the kind of night that that they're having, you know. Because yeah. if they're hucking up all those threes and missing them, then it's a different story. So, like you said, it's just. It happens a lot to Syracuse, but I mean, last <laughs> night they just couldn't miss. It's the zone. So, it's the zone. Yeah, it's, it's the zone. You're going to get some shots up, and if you can make them, and that's a chance you kind of take because sometimes, you know, how many – and, and sometimes that's one thing with Syracuse fans. They don't understand that sometimes you don't put it in perspective. For as many times it's like a guy comes out and hits a career high in threes and they end up winning, how many times if we – beaten a team or lulled, a, lulled a team to sleep yeah. to where they're just shooting and hucking up all these threes Absolutely. Yeah. and the good, missing the them all. Right. I mean, we did it. We did it to Duke at Duke this year. Exactly. Did you take the good with the bad in the zone? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. UVA is the second ranked team in the nation. They're, yeah. they, they are, they are a potential final four team. And you know, I wouldn't put it past them if I had to put money on it. I think they can get there, but it's, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, you know, well, on top of the fact that you have in the second half, I think they ran into a hungry defense that wanted to come out and prove something. And yeah, uh, you know, you have, and and, and like you said too, you have people that were struggling and we looked to tie his battle when we're struggling to make those buckets. And And he was stifled. Lo and behold, we got a six foot seven small forward. That's probably going to, they're talking about possibly being a future lottery pick. Like, and he locked him down. And so we hadn't, we had no answer. 
We had no answer. That's it. So that is it for fan feedback. Thank you all so much for going there and participating after a tough loss. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all listening. I love your interaction, especially after tough losses. I know it's easy after a good win to, to go on there and express yourselves and don't ever hold back. Sometimes those are the best. Um, and you know, it's swearing. That's, Hold back to swearing. Oh, you can swear. It's fine. I'll just beep it. I, I can. I can self censor that. But anyway, thank you. So you know where to go at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter after every game. All right, Joe. Well, the pregame for Clemson. Clemson will head to Syracuse. Or Syracuse will head to Clemson rather uh, this Saturday. At noon, the game is set for. But before we get into all that stuff, the pregame, or the preview for Clemson, is brought to us by MyBookie. If you've bet online before, you know what to expect. And um, I would urge you to go to MyBookie. If you have not bet online before, check it out. Make sure it's right for you. But if you decide to, go over to MyBookie. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for all of you fantasy guys and gals out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join MyBookie now, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code QS25 to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code. Q's 25 when you create your account and claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Clemson will host Syracuse Saturday, March 9th at noon, as I previously had said twice already. Syracuse took the uh, first of two meetings between these two on January 9th uh, of earlier this year. A 61-53 win. Hughes led the Orange with 14 points that day. The all-time record is split at 4-4 four and four currently since the loss to the Orange. Clemson has gone 7-7 seven and 5-3 seven and and at home. Uh, with Clemson still to play Notre Dame uh, Wednesday, March 6th, before facing Syracuse, Clemson is 17-12 overall and 7-9 and in ACC. They sit two spots below Syracuse at 8th in the ACC rankings. Their net currently is 39th, so they're ahead of Syracuse there. Heading into the Notre Dame game, Clemson is shooting 46.1% from the field, 33.3% from distance, and 73.3% from the line. Joe, kind of a mixed bag with Clemson. They've got some really good wins. Uh, They've got a couple kind of, I wouldn't say bad losses, but maybe surprising losses. And, you know, so it's a mixed bag there, but they, they seem to have a decent edge at home. They play good at home. They play good at home. So, yeah, uh, well, they seem to have. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at this team, uh, they're right now, like you said, and I know I can palm, I think they're ranked 30 or 31 to our 35. They're higher ranked than us in the net. But when you look at the, um, the bracket matrix, most, um, most bracketology websites have them in is the last four uh, in the tournament right now uh, with a 17 and 12 record. But when you kind of look at the the team, especially like the, you look at the last six uh, games, you know, yeah. you so see, right okay, okay, what do you got? Well, they're two and four, right? So mm-hmm. they, they won at BC and or won at home against BC and at Pitt, mm-hmm. right? But you look at it a little bit closer. They lost at Miami by one point. They lost at Louisville by one point. And they lost uh, at home against North Carolina by two points. So three out of those four losses just combined four points. Uh, and that's all it really takes for this team to have a crazy, really different 
outlook and, and resume um, going forward. So, uh, again, too, we beat them earlier this season at home. Um, so they're going to be a hungry team. Uh, Marquise Reed. It's their senior night, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's their senior night. And I know that one of their better players, Marquise Reed, when um, we played them, it was earlier in the season, and they were talking about him coming back from a knee injury earlier in, uh, in the non-conference Uh so I remember him seeing him hobbled and not really a hundred percent. And uh, you know, between Marcus Reed, Elijah Thomas, and Shelton Mil- Mitchell, uh, the other guard that starts there, uh, you got some guys that um, that have kind of been carrying this team to a point to where they're still, you know, they're seventeen and twelve, and they are still uh, in the NCAA tournament and still kind of right in the mix. So they're going to be looking <laughs> looking to take care of us, man. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game like you were talking about last night. And uh, we just have to hope that this last game, like you said, didn't um, kind of mess up our psyche. Yeah, that's the one felt- thing I'm really worried about is the confidence and just the just yeah, the psyche of the team. I mean, you know, you, 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 we, something we didn't mention. Well, I guess I mentioned it briefly, but Frank Howard, that's his last game in the dome. That was his last game in the Dome. It's likely maybe Tyus Battle's last game in the Dome. Pascal's last game in the Dome. That's, you know, it's a suffering defeat. Your last game at home like that to end up that way. You know, and, and, and it's just, <sighs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a morale killer. It's a morale killer. But, yeah. they, but they have a bunch of days off. And, you know, one being a travel day, I suppose. But they got a, a bunch of days off. They're going to get some good practice in. And as athletes at this level, the D1 college basketball level, you've got to be able to leave it behind and, and focus on the next task, and that is Clemson. So, and Clemson yeah. is, is a good team. They're a good team. Well, yeah, you know, and like you said, it's March, so it's time to go. Right, and it's time to go. The bottom line is, is that this is Clemson's last time until it's pretty much like you, like we talk about a one-and-done when it gets to the conference tournaments and the other tournament. Uh, so – this is their kind of last chance to kind of grab a stamp on a quality win and, and hope that it kind of pushes them over the edge and doesn't force them to have to win one or two games in this tournament. Uh, they obviously, like I said, have been playing a lot better since the first time we played. And again, you talked yeah. about senior night, um, taking a quick little stroll. Uh, four of their top you know, six, seven guys that play are seniors. So Marquise Reed, Elijah Thomas, and Shelton Mitchell, the three that I, I mentioned, and then uh, David Scarra, the other uh, forward they have there. They're all seniors. So you're going to have a, a big night. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's going to be a big – it's a big game for Clemson. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, considering all, considering all the, the little variables between senior night and having a bunch of them, uh, they kind of need the win to kind of get them and keep them on the right side of the bubble or get a little bit more secure on it. And on top of the fact that – they're probably going to want to show up and, and revenge the loss they had earlier this year. So we got a lot going against us uh, in this game. I think the only thing really going like to our advantage would be the fact that uh, they play tomorrow at Notre Dame at nine o'clock. So they're not going to have, you know, they're going to have about two. And, you know, they're going to have less of a rest. Yeah, we do have so, the travel day though too. So yeah, we have the travel day. So I mean, if if yeah, who knows how much it's going to affect it having the extra two days two and a half days because they're still going to have you know obviously wednesday night until saturday but um i, I think it's going to be a real good game man it's going to be a real good game it's going to be tough i bet you the line's pretty pretty close yeah 
Um, so, well, we'll see. We'll all know what Joe thinks when the line comes out, when he posts it games at noon. So I expect Joe, Joe will have that posted definitely by 1159. I think probably right around then. 1130 max. Oh, you say. Yo, my bookie thing is my bookie doesn't make us do that. We just help the sponsor (laughs) out by having a little thing with my bookie pick. Joe loves – Joe's the DraftKings, my bookie. He's all over that stuff. So, you know, I thought it would be fun for him, and he enjoyed it at first. And now he's like, oh, my bookie, oh, my bookie. Every every game day I'm like, well, dude, get off the phone and go post my bookie. Anyway. Look, basketball's different, man. Football, they give you the lines like the week ahead. We used to be able to talk about it on the show. Right, yeah. The yeah, basketball yeah. is like the day before, and, you know, if you got something going of. on, it could the slip your mind, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Plus, I lost. Right. That was your first loss. You're looking good at halftime. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but you've looked good at halftime a bunch of times uh, lately. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I want to thank my bookie. I want to thank Tick Splits. I want to thank Armchair All Americans. I want to thank JP Mulligans. You know, every, every uh, happy hour, every Monday through Friday, four to six, Trivia Tuesdays, and Dollar Off Alabat's products during Syracuse games. Syracuse is not in the dome, uh, is not in the dome Saturday. So go to. Go over no. to JP's, grab a beer, grab some wings, grab a burger, sit down, enjoy yourselves, and uh, watch the game there. Uh, Shop and Town Barbershop, thank you. And, of course, thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for participating yes. in fan feedback. So we are going to take uh, – we're going to take the rest of the week off, and we'll be back. I guess we'll be back Sunday as, as the game is Saturday. So we'll be back yes. uh, normal time. And that is it for Joe. I am Sean. We're out. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. 
Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.